This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast, The Artists, we have had filmmakers, writers, critics, programmers from some of the top film festivals, musicians, thinkers, defining their combinatorial skills. We at Metaphysical Lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast, which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences. And also we have tied up with Epilog Media, the podcasting network, so you can find us on their website, Epilog Media the artists and of course you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to GeoSavan to Google Podcast. everything is mentioned in the description and of course you can reach us uh, on the WhatsApp number and our email ID. I'm your host Suchita and I'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you. Hi guys, welcome to the 52nd episode of the Artist Podcast and yes, we are featured on Apple and yes, it will be nice if you can go and rate us. So what the ratings do for us is because we are bootstrapped, we are self-funded in the production towards true sense, uh, a rating and perhaps a decent rating enables us to get discovered which in turn enables us to sort of go on Patreon and connect with more people who can support us in a certain way and enable us to continue the podcast with some of the finest quality of production, whatever we can afford to at the moment. So yes, do go and rate us. And the last episode, which was on producing and budgeting and recovery and marketing of your indie film, got some tremendous response. Thank you. I hope uh, all you guys are going to be careful and do your research work before uh, getting your film self-produced and knowing where to take it to. So guys, uh, enjoy that. And today, please help me in welcoming the indie production star, Megan Suri. Megan is an actor and she's based out of Hollywood. So now we're talking about moving from Bollywood to Hollywood. Of course not. We're just talking about the spirit of being an actor and trying to find your way through the murky lands of Hollywood. And it's the same with Bollywood. So Megan is an actor and she's found her footing with two independent indie productions based out of LA. One is Drama Rama and the second one is The Miseducation of Bindu and she plays the lead in both these films. We talked to Megan about what it takes to be an actor and what it takes to get work. Hi Megan, welcome to our podcast The Artist and thank you for joining in. Tell me Megan, you're an Indian American, you're a first gen Indian who has moved to America and you want to be an actor. So how are you sort of trying to fit in or are you not trying to fit in? Hmm. Um, that's a great question. Um, I, I don't know. I guess that, that question never even entertained my mind at all when I, when I started. And I think even now it's not something about fitting in more so as, as it is about doing something that I really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so I feel like, yeah, I think that that's, that's how I would answer that. I feel like if you go into something trying to fit in, then you typically don't have a place for it. I feel like if it's something that's genuine and in your heart, then that it finds a place to fit in within you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's interesting. But, but, but do, you f- do you find yourself, uh, you know, sitting on the fringes or trying to sort of get inside in the center? Do you, do you, do you find yourself trying hard to do that? Sure, but I think that's a, I think that's a general actor mm. thing. You know, it's mm. rejection. It's, it's a huge part of this industry. In fact, mm. when I first began acting professionally, I was eight years old. Um, and I vividly remember going to a convention in the beginning, um, since I'm the only actor for my family so far. Mm. Um, and so my parents uh, didn't know anything about this industry, just that, you know, that I really liked acting and, and entertaining people. And so we went to this convention and um, there was a lady speaking. I wish I could remember her name, but that was the first thing she told all of us in this room. She said that this industry is 99.9% rejection. Mm. Um, so if that's not something that you can handle, then you should probably just leave now. And I think I can attest for all actors that uh, she wasn't lying. It's, 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 it's every day. And it's um, the more that we act, uh, I think you realize that a lot of it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your abilities mm-hmm. anyways. It's acting and, and, and the process of casting is so subjective. You know, I've heard stories such as, you know, the actress that was better, she didn't get the part because she was too tall or they didn't like her hair or um, the producer, you know, thought that she reminded them of, you know, his ex. And it's just, it's so many things that are out of our control. Um, but as far as trying to, uh, I guess, cement a place, uh, sure. But I've seen a huge, huge, huge difference from when I first started acting in terms of the quality of the roles that I was receiving and what they were typically based around as to what I play now, where, you know, now I can just play a regular student, you know, that doesn't have this crazy refugee background from Pakistan or, you know what I mean? (laughs) I get to play characters just named Ashley or Claire, you know, as in drama-rama. It doesn't have Mm. to be some stereotypical Indian name, you know, with the crazy, yeah, so I think that's, that's probably the biggest difference I've seen. Mm, That's amazing. So, I mean, some of the great points you just mentioned is acting is 99.9% rejection. And so many things are out of your control. And uh, it has actually very less to do with your abilities initially when you are actually starting out and, you know, pushing yourself or placing yourself. So so tell me, when did you decide that you want to be an actor? Um, So it's a funny story. Growing up, I I would have never even fathomed um, or entertained the idea of... uh, being able to act professionally in Hollywood just because of the simple fact that uh, I didn't see many brown girls or, if anything, lack of at all in TV, especially on the shows that I was watching. So it was more so something that I enjoyed doing. And and, um, I in my third grade talent show, I danced to a song. And and I guess my dad, um, he was just very, uh, I don't know, like, I guess... uh, Impressed in the sense that, like this third, uh, this eight-year-old girl, 
has choreographed this dance and and did it and and so my dad was actually the one who asked me in fact he didn't even ask me he was just like I signed you up to audition for an acting school and I was like uh, okay <laughs> um, and I I auditioned and I luckily got in um, but who knows they probably also just wanted the money <laughs> um, but uh, and then the rest is history a, a year from there I I went to this uh, showcase convention called IPOP that stands for the International Presentation of Performers. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially where um, actors, dancers, singers, models from all around the world, they come to the showcase and essentially present themselves in front of a ton of agents and managers to get scouted or to get picked up. And um, I met my agents there and I've been with them since. So that's been that's been the technical way that I got into it. But mm. I think I've always been I've always loved doing it. I just didn't think that it could be a professional possibility. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it is. It is. It is. It is. So, so, so before I sort of, you know, question uh, in the lines of having an agent, I just want to understand why do you want to be an actor and do you think that for you as an actor it's important to answer that every day because every day you're going out there putting yourself out there and mm-hmm. mostly getting rejected until that one hit mhm yeah no um why do i want to be an actor i think that it just boils down to i don't want to go to school no i'm just kidding <laughs> Um, um, why do I want to be an actor? Um, truth be told, it just, it's the only thing that creatively fulfills me. It's, it's, it's been part of my life for so long and it's the one thing that, um, brings me tranquility, especially in, in these trying times that, you know, like COVID where it's become more apparent that art is so much more important than just, you know, a production and, 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 and a huge setting where people now more than ever are relying on art. And there's so many beautiful stories and, and powerful change that can be made through the art of filmmaking. And, um, you know, I, I, I understand that me as one person, I can't change the world. And that's not necessarily what I'm embarking on either. But it's, it's something that um, growing up, you know, watching movies and, and, and shows and actors, a lot of them resonated with you. And I think that that's just something that I want to be for someone, but more so it just, it's the only thing that, that, you know, that I, that I enjoy doing and I enjoy doing this entire time. Um, and as far as the rejection part, yeah, that, I mean, I don't think that the idea of quitting hasn't crossed my mind very, it's, it's, it's been very transparent in my, in my mind, you know, you go through those patches where you're like, oh man, that was such a great audition. And I got so close. I was in the third round and they really liked me and they didn't go like, what, what is this? Is this a sign from the universe? Like, what is this? <laughs> so did you sort of, you know, once you realize that you want to be an actor, how did you sort of start working on your acting skills? Do you think that you are someone who is a methodical actor who works on everything or are you are you someone who just you know is very spontaneous yeah so um in terms of acting skills i've i've done classes all over i haven't had any formal training in the sense of i haven't gone to university you know for your program for it but i did study um alongside with the classes and camps that i've done um, I did two years of Meisner training, which was really um, creatively enriching and opened my eyes to 
the methodical process of acting and, and just how much work goes into it. Um, I'm kind of a mutt right now. I'm, I'm sort of in the middle of it. There are, you know, you do the basic work, you know, what does this character want? Who is this character? What happened before the scene? But I feel like I, I sucked at math growing up. <laughs> I, I was not my subject. Mm. And I feel like when I do work like that, when I get too analytical and I get too picky and, and I get, I start breaking it down like a math problem, I get really confused. So I think that once I sort of figure out the essence of the character and um, find the similarities from myself in the character themselves, because we can always find those similarities. There's always something that we have in common and building that that connection, that that real life, the actor to the character connection, and then from there, I think I just sort of try to embody that as best as possible. Um, but I'm still learning. You know, it's something that I'm 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 watching new actors. I'm listening to their ways of how they do it, um, and I, I definitely plan on training more. But I feel like as of right now, that's my main process: is just finding that connection. What is the essence of this character? And, um, you know, what what truth can I bring to this character from my own life to incorporate a personalized version of it? Mm-hmm. So tell me how important it is for an actor to have an agent and how difficult it is. Hmm. Um, how important? See, I don't I, I, I really I wish I had much more in terms of, yes, you do need an agent to um you know, if you're, as some projects go on because there are some casting directors and some casting offices that only um, that only select submissions that are coming from agencies or managers, um, and those are typically the bigger offices. Um, however, I feel like now with this age of social media um, and YouTube and 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 all of these platforms like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, I feel like if you're really good at what you do and you've honed your craft, um, there's so many ways to present yourself to get you noticed rather than how maybe 10 years back, like when I started, it was like the actors running after the agents, you know, like Mm -hmm. trying to get into a showcase or trying to, you know, email pitches and submissions and trying to get them to notice them. But I feel like there's so many ways now and so many different platforms to which you can get people to notice you. Um, And as far as how hard it is, Um, you know, it's, I, I really, if I could, if there's any piece of advice that I could give someone starting out, it's that the most important thing is not getting an agent. Do not focus on that should not be your primary goal. Your primary goal should be your craft. If I could go back, um, and you know, now I have so many things out in the open that I'm obviously incredibly and indebtedly grateful for, but I'm like, Oh my goodness, I I did so bad in that. And it's like, that's Mm. forever out Mm. there forever for Mm. people to see. Um, so I would say work on your craft, um, and, and make sure that you're actually good at what you're doing. That way, when you're emailing submissions or, or you're pitching yourself to agents and managers, it's not a you're not coming from a place where it's out of desperation, but more so like this is what I have to offer. And I know that I can offer this. And there, 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 there comes this level of confidence and agents and managers will see right through that. That energy will speak right through. So let your work do the talking, you know, let your craft do the talk. And I promise you the opportunities will come or you'll be able to create them yourself. Mm, Lovely. That's a lovely, lovely 
point that's a great point megan tell me do you do you think about carving a journey for yourself like do you think about these are going to be my milestones or this is the path i'm going to take these are going to be my plot points do you do you think <laughs> of that or do you say okay you know this is going to be a free flowing thing for me yeah i think uh i i've learned so i i'm i'm still growing and learning but i think that uh, one of the biggest lessons that i've learned in life so far and i'm glad that i've learned this now is that the more i try to control things mm. the more they go my way um it just never happens the way that we think or the way that we we can plan out certain things you know by our actions and and some certain things that we're doing that we have direct control over but i feel like the more that we try to grip onto it and hold on to it the more it just it 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 resists mm. and so i'm i'm really open i think that's also just kind of the beauty of life i i i mm. think uh not knowing is exciting to me now more so as it was before where i was like oh i don't know where i'm going i don't know what's happening i don't know if it's going to happen for me i'm just sort of now going with the flow and and reminding myself that you know um we are in a position where our lives are you know there we have i have a very privileged life in the sense that i'm living in LA and you know so many things are going around the world right now where i could be in, in a very different circumstance and mm-hmm. so i'm just trying to find gratitude in where i'm at and work towards the things that i love while i can and love the people that i can while they're here and and just enjoy the journey let the journey figure itself out for me i don't want to do any more of the figuring out <laughs> i'll just follow along that's lovely not knowing is a, a, you know a great way to see things and to go by life rather than just plotting everything tell me in terms yep. of uh, megan you are working in a very tough industry and i feel that it's more tougher than here mumbai how does it function there in your industry how does it function in la like how, how, do 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 actors randomly come from all over the place and start auditioning is there a process to it is it more organized um i i don't know the entire process of how it works in mumbai but i do mm. know that in um in la Um yeah, of course. We I've I've seen I when I was in acting class at doing my Meisner technique, I've I've seen actors from all over the world. In fact, when I did um uh the New York Film Academy camp, um I was the only kid in that camp in 2013 that was from California. Everyone else was from Canada, China, Germany, um Australia, you name it. They were there. I was the only I think American even in the camp, which was insane <laughs> in my group. Mm. Um so Yeah, I um and and the great thing about um I because I do know and this could be controversial to say, but I do know that in Bollywood, and I'm not talking about indie filmmaking, I'm just talking about like Bollywood and you said yeah. wanting to become a star. Yeah. There's no there's no um question that nepotism is huge mm-hmm. in Mumbai and and in Bollywood films and um whereas over here in LA I feel like yes diversity is is still it's slow and it's taking its time but we've made huge strides I mean the Oscars just you know announced that to be eligible for best picture you have to have a, you know a person of color as a lead at least and so we're making big strides and and it's opening up but I think um the cool thing about here is that uh um you know you can there's a variety of roles um it's not always just about uh i don't know uh you know who looks the best or or who who knows who yes sure that could you know help in any situation or mm. the 
or if you have a big social media following, sometimes it's it's um, more favorable for certain production companies just because they need to market the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, it's it, I've, I've I've definitely seen actors from all around the world come here and 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 try to pursue that. I think the only thing is that you have to make sure that you have a visa to be able to work here. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that who knows who does not matter too much there? I don't think so. I mm-hmm. I haven't had that much experience, but I definitely know it's not as um, it's not as um as concentrated as as nepotism is yes. in like. Bollywood, you know what I mean? Where it's like mm-hmm. five, there's like three main families, and it's the same actors and their kids and their kids, and there's no opportunities for new talent, mm-hmm. uh, or not no opportunities, but I just mean the opportunities are a lot less. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And of course, who knows who matters here more than it matters there? But yes. Right. And also, in yeah. too. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I was going to say indie indie filmmaking here too. That's um. Um, a lot of the actors that are being cast, and that's the thing that I love about indies is that, you know, actors like me, who I'm still not known here in Hollywood. Um, so it's like we do, we are getting those opportunities. And oftentimes indie filmmakers, they want real actors. They want people, they've spent, you know, years on this project, mm-hmm. writing this project, trying to gain funds for this project, trying to produce this project. And yes, it's great to have a big name and whatnot, but essentially, um, with all the festivals going around, they want to make sure that their actors can actually embody that role and 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 bring truth to what they've been pouring their heart and soul into. Mm-hmm. Um, for indie worlds, especially, I think that yeah, there's a huge indie scene out here, and it's growing and growing every day. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me about you getting casted for Drama Rama and Bindu, and how did that happen? How did the whole thing come about in your life? Right. So Bindu, um, I mean, both auditions were sent to me by my agents. Um, And I I auditioned, put it on tape. Both of them were on tape because um, for Bindu, our casting directors, Ali Beans and Daryl Eisenberg, they're located in New York. I, of course, am in L.A. And so it was a self-taping process. And then, um, you know, you get a, you usually get a call back and they wanted to uh, meet with, for Bindu, they wanted me to meet with uh, Prarthana, our director, mm. and uh, do a chemistry read. Uh, and I showed up. And uh, it was funny because I'd actually known Prarthana's husband oh. at the Film Academy. He was like the president of our camp. And I had met him years back. And so just talk about how sm- what a small world it is. And um, I auditioned for it, had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and then the next day, they were like, okay, well, you've been cast as Bindu. Mm. A great, great experience, both of them. Yeah. And of course, Jonathan was uh, a part of the podcast very, very early on. Uh, I think I think he was uh, very early on. He was part of the podcast. And that time, he was still raising money, raising funds for his film, and no one was casted yet. So that's the journey till now that now we are talking to the actor of Drama Rama when the film is uh, like finished. So that's that's, that's amazing. So beautiful. Yes. And so, so 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 tell me, Megan, in terms of so now the two films are traveling the festivals, Drama Rama and Bindu. So what's your role now in terms of going with the film? Do you, are you anxious? You know, are you how are you looking forward? You know, since now you've traveled a journey, you have something to show, something concrete where you're playing two big lead roles. 
into independent productions where mm-hmm. do you think about this that where now what now am i going to like do next or are you already doing um i you know i i, I try not to i feel like it of course there are definitely things that i would love to do and i and i definitely hope that those are things that are going to be present in my future but i feel like now more so i'm way more fixated on just making sure that i'm a better actor um i i i feel like i'm inspired by the actors that i get to work with and seeing how wonderful they are but also just really admiring some of the actors that i love and i think my 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 focus of the way that I want to shift my focus and what I want to focus on are things that I actually can control. Um, and those are just working on my craft and I feel like the opportunities will come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, they will, but I want to be ready for them. So mm-hmm. I think just, I, don't, I try not to think about things like that. You know, it's out in the world. I've done my part. Mm-hmm. I can only sit in good energy and hope that it works out um, and, and it'll find its place as it always will and it, it always does. But um, as far as that goes, it's it's out of my hands at this point, you know, so yeah. we just got to go flow. Yes, totally, totally. I, 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 I totally agree with you there. Tell me in terms of what are your aspirations, you know, like as an actor, you know, you aspire and you look up to certain um certain actors this is how i want to be this is this is the kind of work i should get any any uh, role models do you have oh absolutely i mean i was just going to say and it's so perfect for an indie podcast one of my favorite actors and i think in fact one of the greatest actors of our generation is uh, nawazuddin siddiqui i think mm-hmm. that he is just such a phenomenal talent uh, I, I was listening to his interview the other day, and, and, and he once again also just emphasizes the importance of, of working on your craft and just getting better at doing what you love to do. And um, so, and I love what he's been able to do. I love how he's been able to establish himself so profoundly in, 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 in the indie filmmaking, so much to so as he's made a name for his, himself in mainstream Bollywood as well. And that's simply because he's just really good at what he does. Uh, and uh, actors out here, I mean, yeah, I have so many actors out here in, in Hollywood that I, I look up to, too. Um, I, I love Margot Robbie. I think that she's one of those actresses that's just, she's she's more than, she's so much more than just, like, your typical blonde, pretty face. You know what I mean? She's mm. so versatile and talented. And I also just love how graceful she is. Um, I, I, I've had I've had a really great um, privilege and honor to be able to have worked with um, some pretty great actors out here now um, in, in Hollywood, and they've all just been um, super kind and, and, and great at what they do. And so I feel like I could go over a list of actors that I, I admire and love. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of talent and grace is kind of where I just that's like the that's like the the honey the honey pot for me <laughs> when it's the, the mixture of the two mm-hmm. Megan tell me what is the most challenging thing about being an actor that you face day in and day out mm-hmm. within yourself within yourself um I think going back to it I think rejection yes it's Mm. it's huge and um you know you do have to have thick skin and i think that's kind of the uh the irony of being an actor is that we're supposed to be 
these empathetic beings who embody other people's stories, yet we ourselves are supposed to be completely rock solid. You know, we can't let things penetrate us. We can't let rejection get to us. Um, and so I think, if anything, it's just, it's it's a process of, and, and, and the death of comparison, you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's probably something too. It's, you, you see someone who's maybe not as, you, you know, you look at someone and you're like, really? They got the part? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Are you, and like, it's, it's, but that's what it is. I feel like it's just, it's just those negative thoughts that can spiral into some really deep, dark places. Mm-hmm. I think if I, that's, that's really the, um, the hardest part, but that's where I'm really grateful that I have, a, you know, a great friend group, a great friend circle, a very supportive family base. Megan, I was, uh, you know, I was talking to, like yesterday, I was just recording another podcast episode and we were talking about the high level of competition slash the dirty competition like you just mentioned that really they they got the part and then you're sort of wondering and you're sort of you know handling your rejections do you feel that we are in an industry where the competition can get really dirty and how do we handle such competition um, I don't know if I would say that the competition is dirty. I, I myself have not experienced, um, like dirty, gritty, you know, nasty people. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, um, but I feel like the great thing about rejection and oftentimes it, it has happened. And I can honestly say this, the times where I have got really close to a role and didn't book it or maybe I fell in love with the role and didn't even get a call back. And I mm-hmm. sat there like gloomily and, and pining over a way, a way over it. Um, something greater always came my way, like something way better. It was setting, it was almost like I was being protected mm. uh, or, or I wasn't ready for something. And so I needed to learn that step back, recuperate. And then it was like, I was, I was just boom, like just, projected like an arrow into something way more creatively fulfilling way more my my lane way more my energy something that wouldn't have drained me and as far so I think that's that's one thing that I think that people should see rejection as I I really believe that um uh you know rejection is often the universe's protection it's like it's you're better off trust me I know it hurts right now but everything happens for a reason and you will see that reason in the future just keep going radiating positivity and genuine happiness for others that love comes right back around and there's a real peace as an actor that you will find I think that's I think that's a great point Megan in terms of the energy the universe the free-flowing the letting it go totally Mm -hmm. I, I totally identify with that kind of life but tell me Megan rejections and everyone is of course not aligned to this kind of thought you know people go through trauma people go through pain because they try so hard and of course they don't get it Uh, Mm -hmm. also this is a complete lack of direction like there's no the mentor is perhaps not there they are fighting it alone it's a lonesome journey uh, for most of the creative field I'll say but for acting specifically it can become very lonesome it's an everyday task to hit yourself against the wall 
how yep. can an actor take care of their mental health wow that's a loaded question um you know i i i, mean, I, I what do you do do you talk to your friends do you, are you open with your family do you talk to yeah. the how do you how do you do things yeah no and 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 that's one thing that i've learned um to be incredibly grateful for because i think as a kid just because i grew up with with the support of my parents and my family and my yeah. friends that it wasn't until i went to acting school that i met you know students there who said that their parents had completely disowned them for pursuing acting and that was a real shock to me i know it seems very naive and almost ignorant but I, I sort of, I guess, grew, when you grow up with that, you sort of naively assume that's like what the world's like um, until you meet real people and realize that no, um, no, Megan, you're very lucky to have that support base. But um, I, I do think that uh, what's important is to um, talk, you know, to talk to people that you trust, to, to make friends, to, to, to seek out people in your community who may be going through the same thing. But also just you know doing simple things like just exercising and eating right i think just things that we can control like that have made a huge difference in my life because uh, you know i i myself have struggled with those types of things um and i know that being able to talk to my friends about it as well as just making sure that i go for a, a, a run you know go for a walk get some endorphins flowing put mm. good in my body um fill up myself with with the love that I'm trying to give out was really beneficial for me and then also just understand watching interviews of so many successful people and they've struggled too you know the overnight success thing that's not that's a myth yeah. no one no one becomes successful overnight um that's years and years of grinding and yeah. hard work blood sweat tears yeah. Um, and so whenever I find myself going down that spiral, I just, I, I love to get back into that and just remind myself that it is a journey and it's not about, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always just about how you keep going, especially when times get tougher because they will, they will, but we grow through pain. You know, if you allow it to pain, will allow you to evolve into something more. Great conversation, Megan. Thank you so much for your time. I, I'm sure the actors out there are going to sort of get the positivity that is flowing out of you and well, uh, <laughs> yes well thank you so much for having me this is wonderful okay guys uh, i hope you enjoyed this conversation it was value adding uh, do connect with us and tell us what your process or journey is uh, of being an actor what you are going through and also what you're making others go through in the process of being what you want to be you know where to find us uh, you can ping us which is p-i-n-g on our whatsapp number you can also find us on twitter and instagram handles with epilog media metaphysical lab uh, also, guys, I'm trying to get some bonus episodes in the coming week, so stay tuned for that, uh, the extra quick snacky episodes. Stay well and have a great weekend.